My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to episode 16 of the Oddscast. I'm Dominic Leo alongside Joe Delera, hey. producer Corey in the house. Uh, we got a stack show for you this week, talking about NBA Week 16 NFL, a little bit of the playoff picture, and then uh, I think we're gonna go into some Christmas movies on the way out. Oh, <laughs> jingle bells! Let's go! Let's <laughs> um, go! We got this is our you know for all intents and purposes this will probably be our Christmas themed episode. We plan on with Christmas being Christmas Eve being Tuesday. Christmas on Wednesday of next week. Uh, we're not obviously coming out with the, uh, the original schedule because we usually record on Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, but I think we have a little special thing coming with uh, a, a, an NBA yeah. Christmas preview pod. It's going to be a little fun next week. Uh, we're going to do, there's going to be five NBA games on Christmas Day. We're going to do a little bit of a breakdown. It's going to be a full on uh, Joe Delera deep dive for the Ooh. NBA. It'll be nice. So Joe Delera has been doing, you've been doing deep dives and yeah. posting the picks on Twitter, Twitter fresh, and fresh, yeah. fresh three and oh, yeah, I see. Nice. So, so get a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a look at it. Like besides just, you know, a lot of times I look at it, it's a little bit more of like gut feel or based on what's going on with the, uh, with like the betting money in terms mm-hmm. of like bets to money ratio. But for some of these other bets, I've been looking on really more of like a dive into what's going on with some of the advanced metrics and how these teams play. And uh, we're going to try to get you something for that um, for uh, for Christmas Day. So that way you're prepared. Quick question. Have you thought about bringing all that analysis to your inclusive parlay picks? Uh, <laughs> I've thought about it, but, you know, sometimes it's a little hard. Are there any <laughs> good games on tap for Christmas? Uh, so, yeah. Hold on. I got to check the schedule. I don't want to. Well, when's this Bucks-Lakers game you've been talking Bucks about? Bucks-Lakers is this week. It's, okay. It's going to be out tonight, actually. Uh, Bucks-Lakers is tonight. Um, so I would expe- expect to check the socials, um, expect to see a page down, like a page breakdown of what I think. But right now I'm looking at the game. The Lakers and the Bucks are exactly the same team. They both thrive on using their best player, Giannis and LeBron, respectively, driving into the paint and kicking the ball out to shoot threes. Um, the difference is that the Bucks really start and end with Giannis, and the Lakers have Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers are one of the – both teams are excellent rebounding the basketball, um, but my look at – what, like essentially what I'm looking at right now, uh, I think that the Lakers do a better job of closing out on three-pointers than the Bucks do. And I think that a lot of the, what's going to happen here is that Giannis does not typically see someone that can guard him very well. The Lakers are going to have two people that are probably going to rotate in on and off of him being Anthony Davis and LeBron. Um, LeBron is like, he's getting older. People are saying like, he'll knock his defense a little bit, um, past couple of years, but he is an elite defender, uh, when he wants to, I think this is a game that he's going to want to step up to the challenge for, um, as Giannis right now, probably MVP favorite. Um, but I think LeBron is making a strong case for himself. And this is kind of one of those statement games, uh, probably for both teams. Well, I mean, it's probably the premier game so far in the season. I this mean, both, a, both these teams have, you know, yeah. close to 900% winning percentage, and uh, there's only four teams in the NBA that have over 20 wins right now, and the the Lakers and Bucks are, yeah. are both of them. And you know, like you saw 
what happened. The Bucks just destroyed the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a deep dive analysis about that. And the game literally went exactly the way I predicted it to. Whoa. So, like, I mean. He's the oracle. It wasn't as, it was a little bit more of a blowout than I anticipated. But um, I think the Lakers are going to want to come in and be like, no, we are the L.A. team still. Uh, we are the team to beat in the NBA. Um, just another NBA, quick NBA thing. Uh, something that I've been doing recently is, you know, put in some money line parlays, but yeah. some of these big parlay teams go down early in the first or live second quarter. <laughs> and then you just live bet them when they get to be like plus money. It's insane. The and Rockets are automatic. The Rockets literally go up and down 20 points every game. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. So, so you know, they could be 15 point favorites and they're down 20 points in the second quarter. You bet but- them. You live <laughs> bet them. You live bet the fuck out of them. And honestly, if you can, uh, like if it's an early game, it's not crazy to start a parlay with it hmm. because you can get some crazy odds. Um, like last night, for example, or a couple nights ago, for example, the Rockets were like 10 point favorites on the Spurs mm-hmm. and there was a live plus 500. So hit that. But like I tried to parlay them with the Bucks. Bucks going to make the comeback. But regardless, um, you can get some crazy value to start a parlay. Yeah. If you grab like when can you ever bet a plus 500 team reasonably? Yeah. Never. Yeah. So but if you know it's an elite team like I don't know if I want to put the Rockets there right now because they've been so. But if but if the matchup but, yeah. if is it lends to more of like a team like this is a team that should get it done exactly you know and they were at home yeah it was uh, it, I I was on I only got a plus one eighty yeah um, it, I was like I just happened to be looking at <laughs> like like I'm addicted to live betting but <laughs> um but the thing that's interesting is that you can really get some value on a parlay that way yeah definitely it, it's uh, you know I. NBA still there's really not a lot of surprises. I mean the Mavericks being like an elite team is yeah. kind of surprising, but so, really not a lot of surprising things in the standing so far. Yeah. Um, What's interesting and I was kind of looking at some metrics with the Mavs because everybody's probably kind of concerned about this Luka Doncic injury. Mm-hmm. Um What's interesting is that he's really the Mavericks almost don't take a hit in terms of their team value when he's on or off the court, which is bizarre. It's crazy especially for someone that's leading or like one of the top MVP contenders right now. But for whatever reason, they don't seem to lose points when he's off the court. Um, I think that this is like a net thing, net type of effort, though, because the guys that are on the bench are great at playing against other guys on the bench. Like They match up favorably, but then, you know, now like if they, they have to start, it's going to be an interesting scenario. But i probably take them down maybe like three, four points on any spread that you're anticipating, but they're still going to be a very good team, and I think this might be an opportunity for Porzingis to kind of get his feet under him and have to really take on like a bigger role. And if he can get rolling when Doncic gets back – uh, this is about maybe like a two, three week injury, maybe four. Uh, they could really get rolling here. So uh, it's a good opportunity for them and might be able to buy low essentially on the Mavs. Well, so stay tuned for Joe Delera's, uh deep dive coming out on the, the Instagram and Twitter today. And uh, stay tuned also for that, that Christmas Day NBA special, um, you know, because that's a good betting day. It's, yeah. Uh, so I'll be uh, I'll be interested to see what this line opens at right now. Um, I'm kind of guessing we're recording a couple days in advance. Uh, if Anthony Davis plays, which he should, especially after resting on Tuesday against the Pacers, I'd imagine that uh, I think it might be a pick, uh, pick them, but I could also see the Bucks being like two point favorites at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. 
I'm realistically I'm leaning Lakers right now, uh, and uh, we'll see if my deep dive confirms that. <laughs> but I think so. Uh, moving on to the NFL, we are in week 16. Um, just going over a brief playoff picture. You know, there's two two weeks left in the season. Uh, still, the NFC North and the NFC West are, are up for grabs divisionally. Um, but you know, the the two wild card and the nfc east is up for grabs as far as the playoff spot is concerned but there's really seven teams fighting for six playoff spots and it's really just the dallas cowboys and the philadelphia eagles going back and forth uh for the final playoff spot which will be the four seed um whatever they end up at nine and seven eight and eight um but the vikings and the seahawks or the 49ers look to be like the likely wild card teams in the nfc um so there's a couple good games this week um in terms of that uh and then on the afc side of things well first we'll do the nfc you know the seahawks and 49ers are fighting over the number one the seed in the nfc implications i think yeah i mean i think the seahawks are better a little bit better team on the road than the niners are i think the the home field i think you know i know the seahawks are good at home i think that has more to do with them being tested more like russell wilson is a tested playoff quarterback and everything i think he's more capable of being put on the road and performing and i just think the defense is that much better for the niners at home like if if you were playing in a playoff atmosphere in san francisco like you saw what they did to the packers um and you know even that they went into new orleans and beat new orleans and played kind of their game there but their defense still gave up like 40 points yeah i mean i think that might be one of those games that you know i don't if that if they played each other again I don't know if I would. I think I would still be looking at the Saints because mm-hmm. um, I think your big concern in that game too was could Drew Brees handle the pressure, and he sure as hell did. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think if you if he sees that defense again, it's going to be problematic. So yeah. for them, but I agree. I think that home field matters more for the Niners uh, just because of their circumstance, their experience, whatever. But. Seahawks have an incredible home field advantage. So not to take anything away from that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that Russell Wilson is a better road quarterback than probably most of these quarterbacks, except yeah. for maybe Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, the Seahawks have shown they went into San Francisco and beat San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things on the NFC that I wanted to point out, and I pointed this out to you earlier this week is that the Packers are 14 to one yes. to win the Super Bowl um, on DraftKings right now. And they're currently projected as number two overall seed at 11 and three, which means that they would get a first round buy. So at 14 to one, pretty good odds. You have Aaron Rodgers win two games yeah. and then you can hedge. It's like, it's it, pretty it, easy, honestly. But yeah. I just, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Packers not being that great of a team, but they're still 11 and three. They still have yeah. probably the most feared quarterback. Um, yeah, probably him the, and probably him. And yeah, I mean, I think the, the bulk of the most feared quarterbacks are actually in the NFC this year. I'd well, say. I mean, you know, I'm but, talking, yeah. I don't know if I would feared maybe is the wrong term but if you're like if you have one drive oh like yeah. who which quarterback Besides are you Eli picking? Manning. <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> but, but Aaron, yeah know, i mean it, probably aaron Rodgers is the guy i mean him and russell wilson are mm-hmm. realistically your two guys yeah and uh they might the way it shakes out if the seahawks are a number one seed then I think that you love, I would love to bet the Packers because then there's no matchup where the Seahawks play the Packers until the uh, NFC championship game. But because I agree with you and I think that 
um, that type of game where Russell Wilson can go and pick apart like or kind of create some drive and mm. low, potential low scoring game is not going to be. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't want to see them early if I'm the forty if I'm the Packers rather. Yeah, I, I think you know Vegas is still giving credit to the Saints and the 49ers over any team. Yes, the Saints are two to one to win the conference. San Francisco plus two seventy, and then Seahawks plus three twenty five. Packers plus six hundred. Yeah, I it, it's just an odd thing that the Packers are pretty much two pretty much a They're Monday night dogs. win a yeah. Monday night win over Kirk Cousins. Because they play each other on Monday night. They're dogs in that game too. And Kirk Cousins has, uh, you know, notoriously never won a, a Monday night game. I don't think it's starting now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still in Minnesota. Minnesota, I think, is probably the the better overall team, but it's still Kirk Cousins on on Monday, on night, Monday night. And the and Packers then, are getting four, four, four and a half, I think. And then the Packers so. play at Detroit in Week Seventeen. So they're literally a a one win away, one Kirk Cousins Monday night win away from a first round by yeah and they're still sitting at six and six to one so you know it, it's it's an interesting opportunity you're getting a game for free potentially off of like the i mean i agree with you yeah. i think that there's definitely value in the because you're basically looking at realistically what would happen if you did take the packers let's say six to one right yeah you're betting them to win the game you're hoping they win the game against minnesota Week 16. Yes. They take care of business against Detroit yeah. on week 17. I just think that that's just... I, I think that's a given. No, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you're looking at New Orleans probably as the three seed playing Minnesota as the six seed on, yeah. on, the, on the first week or if somehow the Rams get in there. Yeah. Um, well, it could if the if this happened. Yeah. yeah but. Um, and then you play... So you have the Packers playing the Saints in the divisional round. Yeah. And then you're just hoping that so you're basically hoping they they can beat the Vikings in week sixteen, the Saints in the divisional round, and then you're you're sitting at a six to one bet. Bet. So I mean it's there's a lot of things that could still happen, but I just think that there's value yeah. there. I, I mean I, I honestly don't, I don't know how much the line changes if they beat Minnesota. Like I don't like even if they're like well, essentially locked into a two seed, I don't know if this line is going to swing that much because I think that the the Vegas just thinks that the team that's going to come out of the NFC yeah. is the Niners, the Seahawks, or the Saints. Yeah. So if I don't like if even if this if you if you feel uncomfortable and you're like I'm going to wait, what's this going to go down to? Plus five. Yeah, you're right. You know. You're right. So if you're like not comfortable with that, I mean, I think that there's clear value. I agree with you on a, a on a Packers bet here. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that the Niners are the best team in the NFC, bar none. Um, yeah. I, I really – I wish that that Saints game kind of went out a little bit differently and the Saints won so that there would be a little more value on the Niners right? because right now I just don't think there's no. much value on the Niners. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they're the best, you know, most complete team in the NFC. Um, and I'm interested to see how it shakes out. But the, the Packers are a team that I can see value on. Other teams in the NFC that, that have a chance of making the playoffs or will be in the playoffs. Vikings at 25-1 to 1, um, <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, then uh, if you want to get a little weird with it, the Cowboys are 30-1 to 1 and the Eagles are 40-1. to 1, But I haven't really seen anything from those teams. I mean, Dallas. Dallas is the only team. If the Eagles get in, they're going to get destroyed by whoever they play. If 
like, I kind of want to see it, but I also hate the Eagles. So like, I don't like want to even see them make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I think the, I feel like the Cowboys are just like, they could be a problem for whoever they play just because of the way that they can control the clock. Yeah. I mean, offense they're the second best team in terms of offensive DVOA um, right now. And it, the advanced metrics love Obviously, the Cowboys. Yeah. It's weird. Love the Cowboys. They so the Cowboys are eighth overall in weighted DVOA, and that's ahead of Buffalo. It's ahead of Tennessee. It's ahead of Green Bay, ahead of Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. So I, you know, it's wild. It, yeah. it is pretty wild. Minnesota, by the way, six overall in DVOA, and uh, you know they are the tenth. Uh, longest odds team to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying to bet the Vikings. I'm not saying to bet the Cowboys. But if you were going to try and get a little weird, those are the only two teams I'd really, you know, yeah, those at least the, think about. Yeah, because, like, you know, too, at this point, they're going to probably have to play three games yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's just another thing to consider. Uh, moving over to the AFC, Baltimore Ravens have um, all but – locked up home field advantage because they do hold a tiebreaker over the Patriots sitting at 12 and two, uh, yeah. New England at 11 and three. So the Patriots or the, the Baltimore Ravens would have to lose two games in a row. Um, and the Patriots would have to win out and they play two divisional games. They play at Cleveland and they host Pittsburgh. Um, and I just, I don't see there's any way that they don't have home field advantage as number the one. The Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if they're going to lose anybody, it would be the Steelers, I guess. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't really see it. <laughs> like, the Steelers just can't score more than, like, 20 points a game. Like, if you score no. more than 20 points a game, the, Steelers, the game's you're over. winning the, the game. The game's over. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at, you know, after Baltimore, Patriots at, at 11-3 and as the two seed, Kansas City 10-4, and four, uh, Houston after that big win over Tennessee at 9-5. Nine, at nine and five, um, I... Houston, I, I, for all intents and purposes, they've kind of, unless they lose to Tampa Bay in they're Week 16, in. they're yeah. kind of in because they have a 4-1 and record in the division. Even if Tennessee wins the game against them in Week 17, um, Tennessee would have to have – They would only they can time. get in as a wild card, Tennessee. Yes, but, but in terms of the, the, the division, I don't really see Houston um, – you know, I don't see Tennessee winning two games because they play the Saints this week. Um, yeah. But I think Houston can lose this week against Tampa Bay. We'll talk about that a little bit um, later when we do our picks. Um, but, you know, in terms of the playoff teams, those four teams are probably going to be your division winners. Yeah. Um, Buffalo still Buffalo's would have in. to. Yeah, Buffalo's, Buffalo's in. in. So. And then the final wild card spot is going to be Pittsburgh or Tennessee, most likely. Yeah. So. I mean,. I, I don't know what you... Well, I know you like the Chiefs a lot. I do. Um, I really do. But, like, we're talking about... In terms of seeding, what can get actually very weird is this week, the Bills play the Patriots. And yeah. Well, but the problem is is that the, the Patriots... Bills can't take over them from this win alone. Exactly. So, and the but, Patriots play the Dolphins in Week 17. Yeah. So it can only get weird in terms of the fact that, like, it could change things for the Chiefs, yes, right? Yes, the Chiefs can jump over the Patriots and get the two seed yeah. because the Patriots are one, uh, are one game ahead of the Chiefs, but the Chiefs beat the Patriots in, in yeah. Foxborough, so they have the head-to-head. Yeah, so I think, like, right now would be your time. If you want to bet on the Chiefs, you got to do it now mm-hmm. because we both... I think we both agree that the bills could beat the Patriots this week. Yes. Um, so, you know, you watch, you saw them in week, was it four? The Patriots, yes. the Patriots won 16 to 10. Yes. Um, and I had new England minus six and a half. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. And the spread is <laughs> once again, six and a half. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because it's actually flip flop though now. And new England's at home. 
home, and they're still mm-hmm. six and a half point favorites. So yep. they're basically saying the Bills have gotten what, like four points better? Yeah, three since, to four points, and yeah. I think they have. And I think I agree. I think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. We keep mm-hmm. just like not. It's like hard to recognize the fact that they're as good as they are. Yeah. Um, but if they beat the Patriots, this I think it totally changes the dynamics of the AFC. So right now, conference winners AFC Ravens minus one ten. Patriots plus 260, Chiefs plus 350. Then there's no other team until 16 to 1, um, which is the Bills and Texans. Do you see any world in which any team other than the Ravens, Pats, or Chiefs come out of the AFC? Josh Allen have to like go nuts. That's it. Like he's the only like I think if he took like somehow takes a step like way way forward. Yeah, that's the only way. Yeah, I don't see any other team coming out. Yeah, I, I actually think the Bills are interesting. I mean, they're very the Bills are very weird. Like we talked about this in our season preview, yeah. and I think we both said that the Bills could win the the AFC East. Yeah, and we're kind of looking at a scenario where they're like they're right there. Yeah, they're knocking on the door. I don't think that they can win the East, but like I think they can be a problem in the playoffs because the way they play. Yeah, and you saw the. They, they hug in the game against Baltimore. Yeah, like they're slow. It's really going to turn into, does Josh Allen make uh, like a young quarterback mistake? Because mm-hmm. you're not seeing it from Lamar Jackson. You're not seeing it from Patrick Mahomes. And you're really not seeing it from Brady. I mean, technically, so, I, Lamar Jackson has not, you know, historically not performed well in the playoffs. No. So I don't, yeah, historically, <laughs> one game, <laughs> whatever, yeah. But I just think that like if you, if you look at it because of the way the Bills play, the way their defense is, if he doesn't make a mistake, is their defense enough to like push them forward? Well, I think you've seen historically in this last decade, you've seen teams go on Super Bowl runs that have great defenses and a quarterback that just doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, you look at even like those Jets teams with Mark Sanchez, you know, oh they, they, they made two straight AFC championship games. Uh, the Giants with Eli yeah. Manning, like the same kind of concept and, and teams who do things a little bit differently and, and who get hot at the end of the season um, are teams to look forward to uh, look at. And I think the bills, there's an intrigue. It's an intriguing bet. It so really is. like if you wanted to get like really, really weird, I'm looking right now. If you bet on the, where the fuck is this? All right, hold on. I'm looking at bills. Packers. I'm trying to find it. Bills Packers. Bills Packers is plus 3,500 on FanDuel right now. Just to name the finalists. Really? The Super Bowl. Yeah. Plus 3,500? They're one of the longest. They're one of the longest. They're the next. So, no. Read, the that, third, read that in terms of odds. Like, plus. So, so Bills. Plus 3,500. Zero, zero? Plus 3,500. On DraftKings. That's oh, so it's kind of weird. It's not, like, in order here. I guess okay. it's maybe alphabetical or something. I don't know. Because on, on DraftKings, that's plus 11,800. So, that's 11,800. Oh my god! Yeah. So drafting, but like, if you wanted to get really weird and you wanted to put like, that's ten dollars to win back uh, one thousand one hundred ninety. <laughs> so like, you know, I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's I, not like, it's not gonna it's, happen. It's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but like, if you wanted to just like be like, you have oh, my I, attention. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just do something weird, that could be something that you do that's weird. Or if you want to get real weird, Bills, Bills, Cowboys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's a hefty two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the Bills. If you want to talk, I mean we talked a little bit about it, the AFC or the NFC. But if you talk a little bit about the AFC and the Bills, they're going to be the fifth seed. They're going to play the Texans, 
and I think they're a better team than the Texans. Yeah. I think and I they, think that they do exactly the right they play exactly the way that would bother the Texans. Yeah, and then they play the Ravens and they've seen the Ravens before. Yeah. So I don't think it's it's not impossible. <laughs> it's really not impossible. And then if you're looking at that, it like they're gonna be playing either the Chiefs or the Patriots realistically yeah. on that other side of the bracket. Well, I think once you get to the AFC championship, I mean it's you, you start to hedge a little bit and yeah. you just kind of, yeah. Know, I, mean, I, I mean, if you're taking the bills plus six, you know, at 16 to one to win the AFC, like I'm definitely hedging once I get to the AFC championship. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, you know, 35 to one to win the super bowl is, is a little, yeah. little I mean, much, if they but. get there, if it, like, it's like kind of one of those, it's like, if they get there, then okay, worry about it then. Like if you want to bet on them, go ahead. But like, I think it's a lot to ask. All right. So some interesting things going on. And the DVOA just got released for this week. Um, Baltimore is the number one team uh, on weighted DVOA. New Orleans, two. San Francisco, three. Kansas City, four. New England, five. Um, And, you know, still, like, Seattle is still not loved by the advanced metrics. They're seventh. Um, Their defense is 14th overall. Uh, Minnesota, sixth. Like I said, Seattle, seventh. Dallas, eighth. Buffalo, ninth. Hey, and Tennessee 10th. So um, some interesting, uh, you know, if you look at historically what's happened in the last, you know, I, I might do a deep dive article um, when the playoffs are set at where Does DVOA matter at that at point, where teams that won the Super Bowl were in DVOA at that point, because you can kind of knock some teams off and maybe yeah. check some teams out and kind of look at the past profile in the last decade of championship winning teams and what they look like going into the playoffs is, yeah. is interesting. Uh, I, I would be interesting to see what, what they, what those teams are and what the, you know, the profile, the average profile of those teams are. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that, but we're going to go ahead and give us our, I'll give you our week six, week 15 NFL picks um we'll just go you know you want to do kind of what we did last week and look at games that are important to playoffs yeah so i mean we should probably start with uh honestly i mean we can start with texans tampa i love tampa in this game they're now getting (laughs) three points and it's a huge public fade yeah so i mean and they're at home so, and this is a game where Tampa, they're, they're obviously out of it, but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a pride game. And also, I don't think that they're going to just roll over. Jameis Winston is literally playing for his job I yeah. think, still at this point. Yeah. And then um, you see how the Texans kind of deal with, like, I don't know. I, I f- they can kind of move. The, the, the Tampa puts up points. Well, if you, look at, so. if you look at DVOA, Tampa is 11th in weighted DVOA, and Houston is 21st. Whew. Whew. So if you ever if you ever wanted to Bet look the at over <laughs> if you ever wanted to look at where there's some discrepancies in the lines and DVOA, Houston has the twenty seventh worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, this is this game and, like screams money line underdog oh yeah well i mean just this is just i I don't understand why Houston is getting eighty percent of the bets right now. I don't. I know that they they like they don't they don't have to win this game like we just said because no, just Tennessee's playing um, New Orleans. It's a look ahead game. It's a look ahead game for them. Yeah, 
I, I love the I love the Tampa Bay Bucks at home this week. It's going to be one of my best bets of the week. Yeah. Um, and I would I mean, take and it. you take those three. If you can get, I would wait. I think you're going to get three and a half. I think you're going to get three and a half too. I think by the time this podcast comes out on Thursday, you're getting this. Uh, you're getting the the three and a half. Also weird this week. There are three Saturday games. Um, just yeah. to note, and the so three Saturday. This is games. one of them. Yeah, and this is the first one. <laughs> Um, but I'm all over the Bucks in this game. Yeah. All right. So I guess the next game is the next. It's weird. Saturday actually has a good slate. Yeah. There's um, only good games on Saturday. So I guess they figure maybe people just watch. But, uh, you know, we're looking at Buffalo at New England. Six and a half points. Um, I mean, I, I, I would. <laughs> I like I like Buffalo. Again, but. I, I don't I don't trust this. I just don't. Um, I think. New England at home is just a different kind of defense. Um, and I think that teams even like, you know, they held the Cowboys to nine points in that weird snow game um, around Thanksgiving. And then they held the Eagles to 10 points. And, or, they held the, I mean, they held the Bills to 10 points earlier in the season. I'm sorry, the Eagles, the Eagles wasn't a home game. And then they had that, that game against Mahomes. And if not for that long touchdown pass to Hardman, they really couldn't do anything in that no. game on, on defense. It's so. kind of one of those, like, might bet the under again, like on the 37 and a half. We did it last week and it worked. So on uh, Saturday, Joe, I know, I know. Well, it's before my ugly sweater party. So, uh, you know, I can, I'll, can, I'll like hold in the nut. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear first folks. <laughs> Joe's holding in the nut. I, I don't, I, <laughs> This is a weird thing to say, but it's how I feel. I would rather bet the Bills AFC <laughs> championship <laughs> winner than bet the Bills in this game. Because I think like yeah, if, the, no, Bills, yeah, if yeah. the Bills win this game, that AFC title looks awesome. The AFC championship thing is going to at least eight to one. Seven yeah, to one. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's I don't think it's crazy to bet the under here. I mean, you're looking at a Saturday game. It's a little bit shorter of a week. I'm not sure what the weather is going to be like in New England right now. I don't think we have a weather cold. Right. It's going to be overcast, um, 28 degrees. You're right, Corey. So cold. Yeah. So I mean, both both teams cold weather teams though. So I don't know how much the cold affects them. Um, but I don't. I just don't see this being a very high scoring game. Um, I could see this. You know, I think the. Right now, the Patriots. All right, fuck! I just lost a stat. Don't have offense. Go on. I'm, I'm no, actually. So it's actually so since week seven, I got the stat from Scott Barrett. Uh, Wait, stat my pants. Go ahead. At a uh, DFB, um, and the Patriots. Or so since week seven, NFL's best offenses by total yards per play. Patriots number thirty-two, four point six eight yards per play. And you're looking at oh, Bills yeah, okay. defense, who sold good. me. He you sold me. Good Bills defense. That under. And um, I don't think that either team is really going to move the ball well here. I think that this is going to be a game where it's probably decided by a turnover. And it's going to be, it's like what I said before, it's going to be whether Josh Allen makes the mistake that the Patriots defense, you know, can capitalize on. Uh, my recommender for this bet, this, this bet for this game is, a, is Bills to win the AFC. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to bet it because I think. Do you think it's possible value. that both defenses will outscore their offenses in this game? Ooh. Ooh, that's a cool prop and if bet. if it does happen, I want to know if it's ever happened before. That's a interesting question. Tweet at tweet at yeah. Corey. Send producer Corey some facts here because I don't know. Um, but I I yeah I, I I don't disagree with you in terms of that play there because uh, you're right. If they 
if the Bills win this game, it's going to go way down. Yeah. And uh, even I think even if they hang close, it might yeah. go down. I mean, they're, they're the fifth seed, and you're basically looking at them playing the fourth seed. And like I said, Houston can win. Houston can lose out the rest of the way. If Tampa, if, if Tennessee doesn't win out, they'll still win the division. Yeah. So you're looking at a Houston team, which I think is going to lose to Tampa Bay this week and might lose week they 17. They might lose to the Titans. And we'd lose to the Titans and still have the four seed and still be 20th or worse in DVOA. And the Bills have them again, again, yeah. week four. Yeah. And so you're basically looking at them to win one game before you hedge. Yeah. So against the Ravens, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a brutal game, but like, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, um, next game on Saturday, Rams, 49ers, 49ers is at minus six and a half. I love the 49ers spread this I week. Think this, <laughs> I think this is just juicy. I think this is, uh, the public betting falling into the Rams must win trap. I, I might do like something weird and do like 49ers minus like bump it up and like, you know, go the opposite way and do like minus 13 and a half. Cause I think this is a blowout. I really, yeah, I, 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 I would be shocked if the Rams win this game. I love selling points. It's so bold. <laughs> um, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't see the Rams pulling this out. I think the 49ers are going to win. Um, and I, th- out, I do think that people fall into the trap of like, this is out. a must win game. Well, I mean, look at the Houston, the Houston game, the Houston game. People think it's a must win game. It's not a must win game. No. Um, but it's been, it opened at Tampa minus one and now it's Houston minus three. Yeah. I mean, the interesting part about this game is that it's still sitting at six and a half. Mm-hmm. So I think that what that's showing you is that even though it looks like the 49ers are getting hammered based on the money, the bets, um, percentage right now, I think it must be showing some like high liabilities in terms of the books at the mm-hmm. ra- at the Rams plus six because I think what's going to happen is if it goes one way or the other, it's just going to get crushed by people like yeah. by sharps. Um, but I don't disagree with you in terms of selling a couple points here, maybe like nine and a half or either nine and a half or like thirteen and a half. Um, yeah. Do you? So we're both on the Niners here. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, other game that matters, moving on to Sunday, New Orleans, Tennessee. I would think about New Orleans putting money line in there uh, because New Orleans is still playing for seeding. Yeah. I think that they're, they look like the most complete team in football right now. I mean, if you look at their last five games, they're 4-1 and one with a loss to the 49ers, which might be the best team in football. And they have decimated pretty much every other team they've played. Yeah. So what's interesting here is, um, I don't know what the DVOA metrics are for the saints defense. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I, I was same tweet as before since week seven, the Titans, that's the week that Ryan Tannehill took over the offense. Number one team in yards per play, 6.85 yards per play. Um, so I think you the over-under set at 51. I think it moved down a half a point. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, – I might like the over here. I think that these te- this could be a shootout. Um, but I don't know what – New Orleans New Orleans balanced uh, their 10th overall in pass defense and 9th overall in rush defense. Um, seventh, good for 7th overall in uh, weighted defensive DVOA. Um, so, you know, I just – I think – you just this is a, a really good team that needs the game. Yeah, um, I agree with I, I I agree with you in terms of the Saints needing to win. Yeah, I um, <laughs> we just talk about falling into the trap of teams that needed to win. Yeah, I, but, but I think but both, I think, both you know, teams need to win. It's an important game for both teams. It's yeah. not like a one where you're looking at it and you go, well, it doesn't matter, like as much, whatever. But and the Saints have played well on the road this year, um, and 
if you're looking at money lines to add into plays on on Sunday or this weekend, you're looking at minus 140 basically now for money line. So yeah, it's which is nice. I feel like that's like a steal for a Saints team for an 11 and three team exactly. And I mean, as good as the Titans have been since Ryan Tannehill took over. And I think there is something to say about Derrick Henry as he gets going later into the season. The Saints are the, the Saints are the better team here. There's, I don't think anybody's going to really fight about that. Mm-hmm. So um, four more games that matter. Pitt at the Jets. Now this is a weird game. It's a trap. It's a silly is game. Is this the trap? It is, is this the trap? It's a silly game and trap, 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 trap. Minus three. Pittsburgh going Jets into the also Jets. love winning games that they're not supposed to win. <laughs> and this screams that game. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> lose to the Bengals, beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, like lose to the Dolphins Classic. when the Dolphins don't have a win. They beat the Dolphins. Like, oh, well. well, they lost that one. Yeah, but like what I'm <laughs> they just they just seem to win games. They're not supposed to. And then like they destroyed the Raiders and everybody like thought they were going to get killed. I feel I would look to see if like Jamal Adams plays in this game. Um, and like to see if because I think if Jamal Adams plays, the Jets are just that much better defensively. Yeah. Um, and this could be the I Steelers think Steelers just can't score. Yeah, I mean, this is another over under thirty seven and a half. I think an under would be a play here too. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I wouldn't touch this game. I mean, uh, there's no way I'm betting this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could be very well like a game where we're like, oh, we're not betting this game. Fuck this game, and the Steelers come out and just shut them out. Like yeah. they win like seventeen nothing. Yeah, this might be a cool game to just bet that no team scores and it just ends in a zero zero tie. <laughs> what the, the odds on that have to be crazy. <laughs> uh, Four twenty five. Moving on to Sunday, this is probably the game that most people will be watching because it has the most direct impact on playoff uh, teams, and that's oh, the yeah. Cowboys-Eagles. Uh, Cowboys minus two and a half in Philadelphia. Interesting storyline here, and I was talking to you about this earlier this week, is that the Cowboys could lose this game, which I could very well see happening because it's in Philly. It's in Philly. And, and Dallas is not good. <laughs> You forgot that part. You didn't say Both it. these teams are. Either team is good. <laughs> and then turn around, the Cowboys could win in week 17 against the Redskins. Yeah. And the Giants could beat the, the Eagles in week 17 because it's in New York mm-hmm. uh, or in New Jersey. Yeah. And the Cowboys can make the playoffs. So the yeah. Eagles really need to win both games. Yeah, this is it's a weird scenario where it's a must win for the Eagles yes. and not a must win for the Cowboys. Yes. Um, well, I Granted, mean, I both think, teams want to win this yeah. game. But. I mean, I think the Cowboys are going to come out like kind of hot in this game. Just, uh, the other thing is, too, for the Cowboys, you, they win this game, they win the division. Mm-hmm. They know they're not getting a bye, but they can treat next week as a bye. Mm-hmm. So I think this game has like added importance to them besides the fact that like it is a playoff game. But I think that in terms of getting their guys ready to go, getting healthy, staying healthy, giving maybe Amari Cooper a week off, uh, giving Zeke a little bit more time to recover, I think that this is a huge game for them. Uh, and I just don't, I don't believe in the Eagles. I just don't believe in them. It just scares me because it's in Philly and some weird things happen in Philly. When yeah, they literally eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at Dallas's, you know, last four games, uh, they beat the Rams and then they lost to three teams that 
Two of them are playoff teams in the Patriots and Bills. Yeah. And then they lost to a plucky team in Chicago in Chicago. That's what Yeah. And whereas so you're looking at the Eagles, who barely beat the Giants. Barely uh, beat the Redskins. Yeah. And then, and then they lost, to the, lost to the Dolphins. And I think, honestly, what as a Giants fan, when I was watching that Giants-Eagles game, the Giants did not play to win that game. Mm-hmm. They played to not lose. And I think that if you – they kind of, in my opinion, exposed some weaknesses with the Eagles, namely the fact that just throw the fucking ball deep on them <laughs> and you're going to score points. Secondary trash. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys can do that with Cooper and Gallup. And then you have – if you open up – if they have to start double-covering wide receivers – Zeke's just going to run all over you. So I so think this game... the part for Dallas is going to be having Prescott actually do something. Do something. That a quarterback would yeah. have to do. Yeah. So, like, my ideal like scenario is, honestly, Cowboys win this game. They kind of take next week off. Then they lose in a close game in the wild card round. Oh, that way, Joe. Jerry Jones has I'm to pay there. Dak Prescott and has to keep Jason Garrett. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly Ugh. that's dream scenario because they're just going to have all this money out there. Whew. And then Here the Eagles. Go. Now you have another conversation. Is Carson Wentz system quarterback? Disarray uh. in both camps is just <laughs> music to my fucking Should we have ears. kept Nick Foles? <laughs> um, the only thing that scares me is, is a giant public game. It's yeah. a giant public game for the Cowboys. And <sighs> we're too cool for that. It's just, it scares me. Uh, moving on to the two night games, Sunday night, Kansas City, Chicago. Joe, I know you like Kansas City in this game. Tell me why I should look past that 91% of the bets are on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Well, there's 98% of the money. <laughs> no, I was looking at this game, but I, the five points is dead. Like, that's just a dead, that's a dead number uh, in terms of the spread. It's dead. Yeah, it's dead. D- it's e- dead. D. D- Dead. Dead. I think <laughs> I I just I don't I just think that the the Chiefs are a much better team. Um I get that it's a road game, they're playing in Chicago. I don't expect Mitchell Trubisky to cover a spread just ever, period. That's and a thought. It's just thought. But okay. I do think that the game matters um for the Chiefs, but I do there are and I, and Tyreek Hill looks like he's back. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. I, I think they're going to win by a touchdown. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's, you know, I don't, I don't envision a scenario where the, ca- where the Bears are going to have the ball with a minute left to go, and it's a one-possession game. He's not Eli Manning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, would, I would throw the Chiefs money line in some things because it's minus 200 right now. Um, I, agree. I, like, which, I like your thought there. Like, we've had this long discussion about, money line only mm-hmm. and how teams you know like play to win the play game. to win the game you play to win, win the, the game. game so and uh we'll touch on that in a little bit but i do agree with you if you're gonna put together a parlay with some of these favorites that are kind of at weird amounts or in primetime games you might be able to get much you're you're gonna get better value i think mm-hmm. parlaying them together um last game before we cut the break, come back. Well, what do you like there? Just the Chiefs money line? I would say just the Chiefs money line. I think that there's a, you know, the, the, the Bears are just plucky. Their defense is really good. And, you know, in Soldier Field prime time, um, you know, it, it's it's just it's hard to trust um, anything over four to me. Um, Green Bay, Minnesota, I am just I'm shocked at the spread. I really am. I'm sp- I can't believe that the Packers are like getting every hook there is with this game. Plus yeah, four I mean, and a half. Like, plus, plus four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Like, it, 
I don't know. I think Kirk Cousins and Monday night. It's, like, it's everything that I've dreamed of in a spread. I mean, the only thing that's missing is like lump crab meat. I like Green Bay is plus two hundred to win this game. Yeah, I, excuse me. <laughs> plus two hundred. Bet it now. Done. All right. Um, we're gonna, <laughs> I, I, there was really no. We talked a lot about the Packers, but I think that there's you know. There, there. This is a game that you know. You, you take the Packers in this game. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just there's value on two to one. Like it's not it's not two to one odds that the Packers. This win is this one game. of those scenarios where you know, like we always say, like bet numbers, not team, not whatever, not names, and like the fact that the that the number two seed in the NFC right now is playing a team, a quarterback that is not one on Monday Night Football, yeah. period, with a quarterback that excels in prime time, you take that team plus money. Those are numbers to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, those are the games uh, you should be watching um, this this week. And uh, we're going to come back. We'll, we'll give... Uh, we'll, we'll build a little money line parlay for you guys. We'll come back and start with that. Then we'll do some RV tripping, and then we will talk some Christmas movies. You, I'll take them out of here. Book them. Wow. And we are back. 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 B a k. Back. At the wall. Um, we said we were going to throw in a NFL money line parlay. We have built one during the break. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's just to, uh, just to preface. It is a 39 to one parlay. That tells you everything only you for the, know. only for the, uh, the truly brave, but we're going to run through, just give quick seven games. We'll post it on our social and, uh, come along for the ride with us. So we'll see how long we last. Let's rip, uh, starting off Saturday, one o'clock game bucks over Texans plus plus one fifty. Love it. 8.15, next leg, uh, 49ers over Rams, minus 265. So it gives you a little Saturday taste, you know. And then we're going to do two games on 1 o'clock, Ravens over the Browns, minus 4.55. And then the Saints over the Titans, minus 136. Hot damn. Then we go into 4 o'clock on Sunday, minus 360, Seahawks over the Cardinals. We're at five teams now for those counting at home. Then 8.20, Sunday night, Chiefs over the Bears, minus 200. And then, final leg, Monday night, you guessed it, Packers, plus 185 over the Vikings. Put it in, that's $10 to win $400. Honestly, just tell me where this doesn't win. Like, just tell me where this loses, listeners, because I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. This is a lock, if I've ever seen one. A seven-team lock. lock. Like holy God! <laughs> All right, so that's our money line parlay. Corey, are yeah. you are you in with the parlay? I'm not out. All right, uh, moving on. Nine to one. Hell yeah! Quick segment hitters. RV tripping. We are now plus point six units in this segment. We're actually going to post the map this week. I'm I'm going to do it. Uh, we have the map getting ready to go. Last we can week, have Terry color it in while he's waiting at the bus stop for us to go. <laughs> yeah, get wherever it the again. fuck he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah as you guys have probably noticed. 
we're terryless again. We're going to be terryless for a little bit, I think. Yeah. He's uh, going on sabbatical. Well, there's a reason why, also. Uh, we're not going to get into the contract dispute on air. Uh, we're well, we're going to traveling really far out of the way. It's not like we can just pick them up. We're going to keep uh, the contract disputes in-house. Um, no, uh, Navy, minus 10.5, we won that yeah, bet. That was so great. we're now 5-4. and four. We're a little hot on college football. Yeah, um, I was uh, looking at some metrics. I, don't, I thought I was bad at college football. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. Apparently, I'm hitting at 60%. So we're good. Nice. Uh, so again, this is a segment where we bet every state in the United States. We've gone through nine states already, Woo. and uh, we're on to our tenth state. So, producer Daddy, Corey, have you been through more states or women? Corey, please, <laughs> please pull up the uh, random state picker, and we've got one. You, we got one. What do you got? Nevada, oh. Nevada, Nevada, city Nevada. of dreams. Um, some quick hitters on Nevada, Nevada, never been. We will be. I'm going be. to yes. uh, Nevada, Nevada for uh, Joe's bachelor party this yeah, summer. It's so. going to be great. Can't July, wait. let me know if you want to come. Uh, if anybody <laughs> wants to sponsor the bachelor party, we do plan on recording. We will allegedly <laughs> have the whole crew there with a live studio audience. God help us all. <laughs> um, all right. So over under when it entered the union. <sighs> That's uh, a good sign. I'm going to set the over under at 34 and a half. Um, this is tough. Midwestern states are tough. I kind of want to say under. I'm gonna go over. It was number thirty-six. Oh, fuck you, Joe. October thirty-first. That's what I get for betting the under. Eighteen sixty-four. I should have known. I should have known that I took the under on a bad number. That was not a key number. Uh, capital city. Don't tell me Carson City. Yep. Oh, that's that uh, education paying off. Uh, do you Give know where me. the name comes from? Nevada, Nevada. Yes. Um, prospector. No. Nieve in Spanish means snow. And like Nevada, the Sierra Nevadas, you know, it comes from snow covered. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, when you think you Nevada, go. Nevada, you think desert, but people forget. People forget there's snow. I guess mountain I ranges. Um, other quick stats before we pick a game. All right, it's famous for you'll never guess gambling casinos. Oh, major sure. resorts. Lake Tahoe, shout out to the Godfather too. Uh, gold and silver mining, obviously Las Vegas. Some famous people, buckle up. In no particular order, Jack Kramer, tennis player. Michelle Green, actress. I, I don't know any of these people. Andre Agassi. Oh, I know him. Oh, okay. we know there him. Yeah. Uh, Patty Sheehan, golfer. Who knew? Uh, Jimmy Lute, Kimmel. Loot <laughs> Peas. Pulitzer Prize winner. <laughs> Thelma Pat Nixon, former first lady. Mm. Mm. What a looker. Sounds, yeah, I was going to say, she sounds hot. <laughs> she was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Think she was a blonde? Probably not. <laughs> I know she wasn't. There's pictures, Joe. Oh, man. She definitely had gray hair from the start. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Don't edit that. <laughs> Yeah, the state motto is also fucking weird. We have not had a regular state motto that didn't well, like make me what, uncomfortable. Like, like, think of the concept of state mottos. Like, who like goes around today? State. And it's like, oh yeah, like I would respect one that just said, "We're a state." <laughs> well, like, like if we were or to no, come, some like, people if, might say, "Well, if you said it out loud, it would sound like an estate." And like, mm-hmm. are we all about rich people? True. Huh. No, but like, let's say if you did like a state motto today and like put it up to popular vote, like. It would be atrocious. It would be like New Jersey, like 
Go fuck Go fast, hole. eat ass. Like, it would be like... <laughs> <laughs> but go on. Sorry. All for our country. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. All right. I'm done with the stats or the facts, unless you got something else like really No, good. they're all awful. There's okay. really nothing cool going on here. Um, it's all gambling. We all know that. It's yeah, the only reason I mean, to go. Thanks to Nevada. I mean, thanks to Nevada. The, uh, all the, all like this. They're, 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 they're probably losing a lot of its luster because of just the amount of gambling going on everywhere else. Yeah, Maybe that's what I'd they imagine. did for the country. They did all of that so that the country could gamble. Nevada died. They're sacrificing. So yeah, we may live. True. Wow. True. Full um, circle on the motto. They should have just now. said the I'm dealer in. always wins or the house always wins. Yeah, like that would be a fucking motto. That would be a motto. Yeah. The house always wins. That's 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 the new motto. <laughs> the house always wins. We voted on it. Yep. Three to nothing. <laughs> You're in. Let's go. Terry abstain. Um, Give us a game, Dom. No, so no vote. No absentee ballot. Saturday night. Bowl season starts. College football bowl season. Nothing. There is a Las Vegas bowl. Las Vegas bowl, which is in you guessed it, Nevada. Um, Never would have thought. Boise State versus Washington. And Joe, why don't you talk a little bit about underdog money line in college bowl season? So it's weird. I was reading this uh, article, and essentially what the article kind of went into was talking about how typically underdogs hit at a like particular rate during the regular season, but during the playoffs, um, so during the regular season, underdogs win. 23% of games outright. This is an article from the Action Network. I don't want to take credit for this. I did not do the research. I just read the article. Um, in bowl season, uh, the underdogs win at more than 36% outright. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, according to the article, they look, took some data from Killer Sports Database. 950 bowl games dating back to 1980, excluding pickums. Only in about... 14% of those games has the dog lost the game but covered the spread. So that's one in every seven games. So basically what they're saying here is if you want to win money, which is why I'm sure you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you bet the dogs on the money line because his, like you might like win a bet. Like per, for example, like you might get that one game where it matters that you took plus three, um, but you're going to have a better shot at taking the game money line yeah so, so like you're gonna win more money uh, like in, if you look at the big picture there so las vegas bowl uh there's an underdog and we're taking the underdog money line uh, it's boise state plus it's plus 150 uh yeah they're boise state plus 150 and uh you're gonna just come back at a better uh return so i'll give you all the stats real quick in what? Oh, fuck it. No, no. Just trust us. <laughs> just trust us. Look them up. We look don't up, need, you don't need the, the information. Um, we are one in six on this for plus uh, 0.8 units. And uh, we're going to put one unit on the... Uh, no, sorry. We're five and four plus six units. One unit to win 1.5. We'll post the map. But Boise State money line over Washington is the pick in the Las Vegas Bowl in Nevada. The house always wins. We house. are the house. Yeah. Uh, moving on, inclusive parlay. That was the record I messed up before. We are one and six on this. This is a segment where each of us pick a game in a sport uh, that is all different. We try to be inclusive on this uh, podcast, so therefore we created an inclusive parlay. We are one and six for .08 units. Um, and not terrible. Not yeah. No, I mean if you're plus, you, you'll take that. Um, yeah, that's true. So I'm going to start this off on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to take NC State 
plus seven college basketball. Um, I'm projecting the spread to be plus seven. We're recording this on Tuesday, um, but they're going to be in Auburn. So whatever the state, whatever the spread is for NC State, um, Auburn really hasn't played anybody this year. Uh, they haven't played any Power Six conference team so far. Uh, they're one of the only unbeaten teams left in the college basketball uh, world, and. You've seen a lot of undefeated teams fall. NC State's got a great offense, and this is going to be a huge test for them, and they've played very well recently. Um, And like I said, Auburn really hasn't been tested. The best team they've played all year was uh, Richmond and Furman. Um, And then NC State's coming off a three-game win streak where they beat Wisconsin, Wake Forest, and UNC Greensboro, all top 100 teams in Ken Palm. So, you know, even though this game's in Auburn, I think that uh, NC State scores a lot of points, and they're going to keep this one close, and it's going to be a close game. So that's my first leg. All right, so uh, on to leg two here. Um, I'm not going to get crazy. I, so I, actually, this is going to be the third time that the Rockets and the Clippers have played this year uh, in their first matchup. So this game is on Thursday night. Um, it's the other key game besides the Lakers and the Bucks. Um, on the first matchup between these two teams, the Rockets won 102-93 in Houston. Um, they were two-point favorites. Paul George did not play. Uh, then they played on November 22nd, and the Clippers were at home, and they were listed as um, five-and-a-half-point favorites. The money line was minus 196. They won 122-119. Both Paul George played and uh, Kawhi, and you also saw Harden and Westbrook play. So I think that that's a little bit more accurate of a barometer over what we're going to see today or on, well, yeah, tonight on a Thursday. This is a matchup between two very evenly ranked teams, or so to speak, in terms of record. Uh, however, I think that the Clippers pull this game out. They have a, they, they just have a lockdown defense, and I don't think that the Rockets are really built to beat them like I I just don't think that they play with them very well because you have Paul George and you have uh Kawhi Leonard who can both kind of cover Westbrook and Harden even though Harden put up 37 points uh the Rockets still lost this game um and you're looking at a game where they even him him and Russell Westbrook played like relatively well and they still lost and I think it's just kind of one of those things like where you see the Clippers don't have to even – like, the Rockets have to do everything right in order to be close. And then you see the Clippers play, and they just – they can screw up. Like, things cannot fall in place, and they're going to win the game. Um, like, they basically can beat you not having all their pieces moving properly. And, like, in this game, the Rockets did everything right, and then Lou Williams just dropped 26 points because he was raining threes. So I like the Clippers. I'm going to take them on the money line. I don't like spreads, bet it, like, with the Rockets just because they're so all over the place. Um, They'll go up 20. They'll go down 20. um, And I don't trust the spread here. And, like, last time you wouldn't have covered if you bet the Clippers spread. So we're going to go with the money line here. All right. Joe's on Clippers' money line. Corey. What do you got for us for the last leg of the inclusive parlay? What I want you to do is get in the boat. Okay. Keep you all hands and feet inside the boat while we're moving across the pond. We are going to England for a little EPL on Sunday morning. Love this. That's right. (laughs) Football morning. What? Yeah, football. What? Your actual foot. What? 
Come join me on the pitch. We've got Chelsea facing the Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, now, here's – if you look at the numbers here, <laughs> it's like a flat line. Goals four in the last, in the last season for Chelsea, 31. Tottenham, 32. Goals against, 25 for Chelsea, 24 for Tottenham. Uh, the goal differentials are six and eight, so there's really nothing really there because they always get those garbage time ones. Someone gets a red card, you got a man down, you're already going to lose that game anyway. Extra goals, doesn't really matter. Don't look at that shit. What I'm looking at is in their last five games, Chelsea lost, lost, won, lost, lost. Okay. Tottenham won, won, lost, won, won. It's the complete inverse. Oh my that God. can only mean one thing when they play their sixth game this Sunday. What does this mean? That's a draw. <laughs> so you we're going to bet on a draw. It's going to be a draw. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> it's going to be more than probably one goal each. They have very good goal scorers on both sides. What uh, the fuck? And so we're going to take Do the draw. Have- do they even have vetoes in the English House of Commons? At I'm all two for it. I, I, I love it. But like, I, I'm looking it up right now, and Tottenham Chelsea draw is plus two eighty. So this is gonna be a fat parlay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm in the my boat. Clippers money line. I'm in the boat. Get in the boat, Joe. Get in the boat. All right. I'm in the boat. He's in the boat. <laughs> I don't have a life jacket on. Let's We're go. Off. We're pushing off. Let's life go. Jackets are for pussies. <laughs> Call Your me Castaway for you know icebergs. Wilson, uh, how you doing? <laughs> All right, one unit to win back probably a lot of units because of the plus two eighty. But You're we'll welcome. we'll post that and uh, you'll 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 bet it. The best um, part is that's like the last part of the parlay. So like we're just gonna be like holding in our load from Thursday night through Sunday morning. Today. Yeah, it's one of those days, you know, huh? My God. <laughs> um, all right, to <laughs> close out this podcast. Uh, we are going to do something a little bit special for the Christmas season, and we're going to do a draft. Not a what mil- kind of draft? Not a military draft. I was going to say, holy <laughs> but shit. we, so we g- have choices here. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we have choices. I can't like awesome. uh, what's the term like a uh, object piece whatever conscientious object. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not in your vocabulary. <laughs> no, I just can't imagine doing that. Uh. Um, and we are going to perform a draft of our top Christmas movies. So you're going to end up with three Christmas movies and we're going to go one by one. Holy shit. If you okay. pick a Christmas movie, no one else can pick it. And we're going to see who has the best lineup of Christmas movies at the end of the segment. So oh, man, it's three enough. Who's going first? All right. Corey are we snake drafting producer. Yeah, Corey. We are snake drafting. Wait. So for snake drafting, we're only doing three picks. Yes. So if you pick first, you pick last in the next round, and then you pick first in the round after that. So it's really all right. Go ahead. Well, so how do you? Who's like the most Christmassy? Definitely Corey. Look Definitely at not me. Yeah, Look at him. Was, Look at him. Like religiously, Christmas? he's so ready. I've been using X in. Joe's Christmas. got a fucking Christmas sweater on right <laughs> yeah, fucking now. Says, <laughs> you want to describe it? You want to? You want to tell what people? <laughs> tell people what this says. The Christmas sweater says, "You're a snowflake." <laughs> you giggly fuck. <laughs> it was perfect for dominating. You're going first, all right? Because you're obviously the most Christmas spirited because you're wearing a fucking Christmas sweater. So. There's a lot of Christmas movies out there. There are. <laughs> I I reserve Profound. my right to make fun of your pick because it's coming. 
I can see it in your <laughs> face. You're going to do something stupid right now. <laughs> to be honest, I really like It's a Wonderful Life. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I knew it. I was going to pick Ew. that one. I love Ew, that movie. Ew, fuck both of you. Are you kidding me? Great. Well, Joe shouldn't like that one because it's... <laughs> about giving? No, because it's like a, an ode to like... Yeah. like local banks and like small <laughs> banks. And now Joe sucks at the corporate teat of all giant corporations <laughs> as a Republican. So yeah, with my, uh, avid Andrew Yang. Well, support. here's my problem. <laughs> you can't say that. I'll bleep it out. It's fucking black and white. It's 2019. We have it's, a ton of movies. Why are we doing this? Listen, man, remake it. God no, damn there it. are more than two colors. I understand. Remake that. it with better um, actors. <laughs> It's it's a good movie. I, it's I think it's a movie. good pick. I wanted, I wanted it. I didn't think you were going to pick it first. That's pretty wild. But I know. I had to go for the classic. I went with it. I Are you going to really take the only other black and white movie that's probably in this slate of categories Let's, here? Yes. I knew it. I, it's asshole. fine. You, it's are fine. you ready for my pick? I don't I see color. I already know what it is. Because that's why you like that movie. <laughs> I'm going with Elf. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to say the miracle one. Um, oh no, that movie sucks. Right, Elf is my my first pick. I That's think it's pick. it's fucking classic. That's movie. a great pick. It's number one ranked on today. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about it. I think it's uh, it's family fun for everyone, and uh, classic Wolf Arrow movie. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Uh, but that's my first pick, producer Corey. You have two picks. This is I like this because I I was kind of torn, so now I can just knock this out. Uh, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, you oh, that was a, that's this the is best literally Christmas I, I, movie. I wanted You're, to end my draft with these three movies. <laughs> you, yeah. just, you just well, fucked yourself by not going. <laughs> you know the best. Well, I wouldn't have got any three of any of them anyway. That's true. That's true. I've been known to watch this movie outside the Christmas season just because it's funny as hell. Which movie? Jim Carrey. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah, awesome. great movie. It's great movie. It's one of the. I remember seeing it, and we were in Virginia. Uh, visiting my aunt and uncle, my sister got sick during the movie. So the place gave us tickets to go back and see it again later for well, just me and my dip. dad. Yeah. Nice. It was great. They're like, no, she can't come back though. Like, <laughs> she's definitely <laughs> she's <sick>. out. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most quotable Christmas movies, probably aside from Elf. All right. Give me a quote. Um, <laughs> I could hang myself with all the disgusting neckties you throw away. And then the one where he's like, uh, he's he's like talking himself into going to the thing. Oh. And he's, what would I wear? <laughs> but what would I wear? <laughs> Max! Just yell Max. Like, you ever know three, somebody named Max? 3 p.m., dinner with myself. I can't miss that again. <laughs> Solve world hunger, tell no one. <laughs> he's... Because Jim Carrey's the perfect lunatic to play the Grinch. And he goes, and wallow in self-pity. <laughs> what a millennial like to-do list. Yeah, no, it, it's like the perfect millennial movie because like everyone's like, oh, I get why Jim Carrey was such a dick to everybody. Yeah. 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 It's like, it totally makes sense. All right. That's a great movie. Good, so great good, pick. Good great first pick. round. Great pick. Now I'm going to go the other way. This is going to be a little controversial because a lot of people. Is this? The, we're going to get into the whole Die Hard. No, I'm not picking here. fucking Die Hard. I really don't give a shit about Die Me neither. No, you nobody can call does. It we're over it. I don't care. I think it's a funny Christmas ornament I've seen. That's. I'll give you that. But I'm taking Love Actually. Uh, wow. Ensemble cast, highly underrated. This is a great movie too. I hate when people are like, "Oh, it's just because it's an ensemble cast doesn't make it good." It's good. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Sit down and watch it, asshole. All right? Stop watching fucking 
Miracle on 34th Street. That's your great grandmother liked it. Trash. And watched this beautiful ensemble film that probably cost a fucking fortune to make. And it's, uh, you know, it makes you warm and cheery. It makes you believe again in love. It actually is one of like the best. Would you consider that a chick flick or no? Fuck no. There's nothing wrong actually, with that. I don't know. Flick, I watch a lot of them, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess my vision might be skewed on that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, it's a great movie. I'm with you. Good pick. Strong. It's really, you know, my team's crushed. Except when, except when Professor Snape gets the the necklace for his not wife. Yeah, not great. <laughs> not great. No, kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am gonna go with as my second pick. Um, R.I.P. Rickman. I'm gonna, yeah, he, he is dead. Uh, I'm gonna go Home Alone. Oh, I'm so thrilled about that. Was that was where I was torn. I didn't know to go Love Actually or Home Alone. Yeah. You son of a bitch, Dom. Um, it, yeah. Go ahead, say something else about Home Alone. I know you're ready. Tell us uh, no, more. No, it's it's just a good movie. Joe Pesci's from Belleville, New Jersey. Well, I met Joe Pesci once at a golf outing. Um, he offered, Sick. I think it was forty dollars to take it in to p- take a picture with him. Oh, I for sure would have paid it. And like, I was like kind of broke at the time, and I didn't think it was worth it. Um, I was like calculating how many likes I would get. You know, with Joe you know Pesci. how you would have gotten more. You take a video of you paying him. <laughs> People would have been you know, up in arms. It would have been so funny. <laughs> yeah, but huge Joe Pesci fan. Um, huge The Other Guy fan. I don't know. I don't remember what his name was, but he was also in the movie um, uh, where they they steal the Boston Celtics player. Oh. Celtic uh, Pride. Celtic Pride, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Is that a Christmas movie? <laughs> arguably. Maybe. Arguably. <laughs> Debate like a Christmas Day game. They jacked <laughs> No, it was like the NBA Finals, so it would be like in March. Or actually, no, the NBA Finals is like June. June. I'm <laughs> um, Home Alone is my second pick. Joe, you have two picks to finish it out. It's turbo time, bitches. Jingle all the way. I love this That's movie. Good. Good. Put that cookie down. You know, we're here. <laughs> It's great. Love this movie. I think it's great. Just anytime you get to see Arnold in action, it's fantastic. Uh, I get really pumped up, you know. Um, love this movie. I think it's very underrated. Um, but I think it's definitely it's, not played enough. It's not played yeah. enough. I own it. So on DVD. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the networks. <laughs> yeah, like, you fuck em, you. I have this movie. I'll put it on repeat. Bitch. I own it. Yeah. I was just going to keep playing this. I love this movie. I think it's great. There's so many dynamics to it. You're like, Arnold, why don't you just fight this guy for the Turbo Man? And then he becomes the Turbo Man. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no spoilers, but, you know, I hope you've fucking seen it if by now. If you haven't seen a movie that was made in, I believe, 1998... <laughs> That's on you. Yeah, I love it's this movie. It's been 20 years. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite movies, just period. But uh, it always gets me going during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So that's you, that. You have two pe- you have Yeah, you I have know. The first and then I, like, Wait, what about Sinbad? People don't talk about Sinbad enough. He was great in that movie as the crazy postal worker who's losing his mind during Christmas season and threatens people with mail bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I was going to go with... It's very short, um, but I love it. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. Good. It's like a 30, 40-minute episode. Um, love when they you know, kind of prop up that little tree. Uh, it really just shows that no matter what happens, no matter how limp your wood is, you can get it up. <laughs> profound. <laughs> so Truly there profound. we are. That was the message to everyone. Just sometimes you need to be swaddled. Um. So, <laughs> my final pick in the uh, 
Christmas movie draft is a very underrated movie in my opinion. Um, it came out in 2008. Um, Recent, not loved by a lot of people, but loved by me. Four Christmases <laughs> with Vince Vaughn. Jesus Christ, <laughs> isn't he getting a divorce in that one? I mean, the premise is that they both have crazy families. Uh, and, you could you. So, do you relate? Um, well, coming from a family of divorce, it's uh, it's 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 funny. You know, it's it's a good. Family fun thing, but Vince Vaughn and Reese, Reese Witherspoon have both two crazy sets of family, so they have four sets of families they have to go to. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Vince Vaughn, this is like vintage, like Vince Vaughn, like where he's just throwing 100 the whole game. And <laughs> it hits right in his like comedy wheelhouse. And, yeah. And like it's just perfect, Vince Vaughn. Um, Robert Duvall's in it, John Favreau's in it. Um, Love John. John Voight even makes an appearance in there, but like Nothing just every time I watch this movie, like any other time I watch a Vince Vaughn movie from like the mid two thousands, like I laugh at something different every time. I have so. a question. Yes. Yeah. Do you think swingers is funny? No, thank you. Um, I that think, was the correct answer to that. question. Yeah. I, I, people <laughs> love swingers and I just think that they know. were all born before 1980. Yeah. Yeah. The key exchanges. Um, no, not even that cool. But if you haven't seen Four Christmases, watch it. It's a fucking awesome movie. All right. I'm really fucking torn here. Um, well, this is the Mr. Irrelevant pick anyway, so. I got to rip the band. Yeah, because my team's still fucking stacked. No. Um, I'm going to go with a Christmas story. I feel like I have to. Yeah, somebody had to do um, it. You I basic really, bitch. I really, really wanted to go with National, uh, Lampoon? National Lampoons. Yeah, we were. Think- I was thinking about that one, too. But I had to go, I guess, with the... I think it was after National Lampoons it came out, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was like 80... Is in that neighborhood. 89-ish. It was in that neighborhood of people that, like, you know... You can't. It's hard to classify. What it's they're. just so funny. Christmas Story was 83. Oh, wow. Lampoon National was Lampoon was 89. Wow. Wow. I was completely wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> National Wait, Lampoon is note. like almost a millennial. I love the National Lampoon movie. So yeah. which one are you picking? I'm taking the National Lampoon movie. I thought it was younger. Why, mean, don't you, why don't you drop the Grinch? No. And then... Not uh, dropping the Grinch for listen, anything. There's contract negotiations here. He still owns the draft rights. <laughs> I'm taking National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I should take National Lampoon and trade it to him. <laughs> yeah, I would have taken that trade. <laughs> it's so hard not to. Clark Griswold is such a fuck up in this movie. And Randy Quaid's character, especially after that Randy Quaid video came out a couple of years ago. Remember that? No. no. You don't remember that? He was like fucking around with Murdoch. <laughs> um, he had this like crazy series of videos he put out where he looks like a wild man. He has not shaved. He didn't cut his hair. And he just starts banging his wife wow. while she is wearing a Rudolph. Um, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Murdoch, the guy who owns Fox. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. He's, she's wearing a Rupert Murdoch mask. <laughs> How did you not hear about this? I, I must have missed it. Okay, well, all the times I watched Jingle All the Way. Back, after back I had back. seen that and I watched the National Lampoon <laughs> Christmas movie again. I had a whole new set of eyeballs. I was like, oh, he's always been this crazy. So we just thought you, he was acting. So you really, your last pick is the National Lampoon movie with the caveat that you watch. Yes, my my true understanding of Randy Quaid. Yes. As what is his uncle? Uh, uncle, fucking, uncle Ed or uncle? uncle no. Nah. Is it Ned? 
I don't know. I don't know. But the old grandfather who falls asleep in the chair, he's like, Eddie, where's my Eddie, Uncle Eddie. Love that guy. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> what is he Strong. <laughs> Shitter. What is this? <laughs> Shitter's full. <laughs> he's dumping it into the sewer. <laughs> And the funny thing is, he'd probably be doing that in real life. Yeah, that's what I've come to learn. All right, I so need honorable mentions. Um, yeah, a Christmas story is an honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, a Christmas Carol. Uh, I think it's better live, uh, obviously, than it, maybe in a movie. I, I could, like I said before, I could give a fuck about Die Hard, whether it's a Christmas movie or not. I don't really give a shit. No, I'm kind of out on that. It's mostly a guy talking to himself. Rocky, in which one? Rocky, what? Three? Yeah. People argue is a Christmas movie. I'm not a huge fan of the Rocky movies. I don't I'll really, just say that. Yeah, I don't really think that's a Christmas movie. Um, Bad Santa? So that was another one I was, I was thinking, thinking about. I about it, but I don't know. I, like, hate the t- uh, Tim Allen movie, the Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> really? He just I kinda, sucks. I, I don't like him at all. Because he has a punchable face. <laughs> has oh, punchable yeah. Face. Did you ever no, see Jungle yeah. to Jungle? No, yeah. I'm just like an, an, a, a Wall Street asshole who finds out he has a kid who grew up like on the Congo. I agree with your take. You want to drown? Like not like thinking that he's that funny. He's not funny. Like he's just like the Tim the Toolman Taylor show. Like just was, was not. Fun. It was all about like the fucking me. creep over the fence anyway. Yeah, no, nope, so, that was fucking weird. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. What kind of shtick is that? It's so dumb. Yeah. Um. I don't. I couldn't think of like another. Well, there's obviously all of like the animated ones, like the Rudolph one. Santa Claus. The oh yeah, there's that one. Where's the one? There's like the one with the, like the Mr. Fire and Ice guy. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, you were without Santa Claus. No, that one. Yeah, Heat that Miser. One. Yes, that yeah. one. Uh, that song was electric. Uh, we got to get that in there somewhere. But um, like that, uh, the Frosty the Snowman ones, like all uh, all classic movies. But my honorable mention is going to be Just Friends. I was just talking oh, to Dom earlier. Oh shit! That's Fuck. actually about how much I love that movie. Actually, yeah. you know what? Oh, is he gonna do it? I'm gonna drop Home Alone. Wow! I'm gonna. Wow. I'm gonna. How brave! I'm gonna pick up Just Friends because these these are my favorite Christmas movies. I can watch this movie every day of my life and still laugh I, at it. I shot and shot in New Jersey. Yep. Great. What more do you need? Uh, just peak Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think this is also, isn't an underrated movie? Dude? Oh, for like, sure. Oh yeah. But it's Anna Faris is absolutely ridiculous in it. Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> Great movie. I, 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 yeah, I drop home alone. Cause I just picked that for the people. I I'm, I'm in on, on just friends. Um, <laughs> But it was available all year long on Netflix, and I, I went to go watch it two weeks ago, and it was gone, and I was devastated. So I bought it on Amazon. <laughs> he brings Adam Ferris back to like the the like downtrodden New Jersey bar, and he like sees his hometown friends, and she's he's talking to the friends, and Adam Ferris turns to them and hisses at them. <laughs> I'm busy, stupid dick. <laughs> Great movie. Thank you, Corey. What a movie. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank Holy you. I could shit. probably recite the whole thing. Um, Don't. I dr- yeah, I dr- I'm <laughs> coming on the Christmas off. special. Um, <laughs> all right. Recaps of your three. Corey? I forgot. <laughs> it, was, it was the Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the, the Jim Carrey version. Obviously. Oh, and Love. do not watch that cartoon bullshit. Yeah. The Love. old one, sure, fine. The new one, fuck that. Love. Yes, agreed. Fuck that new one. Love, actually. <laughs> 
and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I just teabagged both of you. It's not even close. Are you kidding? Mine. It's not like your balls are on your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Mine. Good movie, right? Elf. (laughs) Elf. Just Friends. Four Christmases. It's a Wonderful Life. Jingle All the Way. Charlie Brown Christmas. It's turbo time, motherfuckers. All right. Charlie Brown Christmas is such a good pick. Really let us was. let us know how we did. Go get tea bagged, Corey. Um, I'll dip it my gingerbread in you. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending a little Christmas time with the Oddscast. See you uh, whenever we see you. Probably for that uh, NBA Christmas yeah, special. Yeah, so like in a couple days. House always wins. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>